Hello, and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel, and today I'm joined by Uni and Andreas as we dive into the astrology and tarot for July of 2020. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into it. Hello, you two. So stoked to have you both back again. Hi, Carrie. So happy to be here, as always. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here as well. Last month opened many gateways. We had nearly every planet retrograde, including Mercury retrograde in Cancer and Venus retrograde in Gemini, who stationed direct later in June. There was also a powerful lunar eclipse in Sagittarius and a solar eclipse in Cancer. The celebration of summer solstice took place. We had Mars enter Aries, where it's going to be hanging out until the new year. We expanded through the solstice eclipse portal, and we had the second Pluto-Jupiter conjunction ahead of the final one, which will be taking place in November. In addition to the transformational astrology we've been experiencing, there has been many incredibly powerful calls to action within the collective. I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. I stand in solidarity with the Black community against police brutality, racism in its every form, and white supremacy. And I know that my co-hosts do too. Yes, most definitely. This movement has been very important and uh, very well needed. I have been having a lot of time to reflect on my voice and how powerful it can be in standing in solidarity with this movement I just want to say that yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever, Black lives will always matter. And I am so grateful to be a part of this community where I am able to support everyone that currently needs that support because this acknowledgement is now stepping into something that we are all able to do together. And so keep doing what we're doing because we are making some changes, y'all. Yeah, we're bringing attention to systems that have long been abusing their power and taking advantage of communities of color and especially black communities and has become really a modern day Jim Crow law by holding people back from preventing them from reaching the same social economic status as their white counterparts. And I think that this is a issue that has been long standing and needs to be dismantled. And part of that is the bringing down and bringing attention to police brutality and getting at the root of the systemic racism that is inherent within our criminal justice system. Absolutely. It's time to take the power back. And that's not going to be easy. That's not going to be comfortable. But we are here. We are in it with you. And together, we will rise. Black Lives Matter. We wanted to ensure our community knows what side of history we are going to fall on. So we're going to jump into our announcements now before we get into the transits and tarot for July. You two are still doing virtual donation-based tarot readings, correct? Yes, that is correct. We are still doing those virtually. If anyone out there is in some need of support or some clarity or wanting to just gain a more in-depth conversation with us, we're always available for that. Uni has been offering those in a few different languages as well, like French, but we have also done some Spanish readings for people as well. We're also in the works of continuing to go back to focusing on finishing up some of those finer details of what Aquarian Age will be doing. So stay tuned with that. We're very excited. 
Our Instagram page still remains a good place for you to follow that. And we, in addition, want to give a big shout out and thank you to Satnam Studios for constantly giving us the support that we need with wanting to pursue more of this work that we're here to provide. So, yes, thank you so much. We also have a few birthdays coming up this month. I know that we've got our friend Christina on the 5th. We also have our friend Dre, Dr. Dre, who is officially going to be Dr. Dre soon enough. We love you, girl. Hey. And um, we're looking forward to being able to give you a big birthday kiss from across the room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A socially distant kiss. (laughs) And I'd like to wish uh, my really good friend and brother Bear, Spady, a happy birthday. Yeah, Shapady, we love you too. Happy birthday. (laughs) And then mid-month, my dad is on the 15th. Happy birthday to him. And then also my sister, Jessalyn, her birthday is on the 17th. Happy birthday, Jessalyn. Happy birthday. So many loved ones. Yes. Gotta love those crabs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely. And then lastly, the affirmation destination theme for the month of July is cultivating home. We've defined this as cultivating a feeling of security and stability everywhere we go. Prioritizing time to rest and recharge while creating our own sense of home. You can definitely tell that I came up with this definition and theme when I was looking at the calendar and knew that it was going to be cancer season. And speaking of cancer season and this year, we've just had so much going on and it feels like a lot of the energy has reached a peak within the last few weeks. And I just want to ask, how is everyone doing? I also want to give everybody who's listening to this episode a little self-care practice for this cancer season. Every day when you wake up and each night before you go to sleep, I invite you to place your hands on your heart and ask, how are you? Then listen wholeheartedly. And once you've had a moment to process that question and perhaps even form a response, answer yourself back with, I love you. Hands on heart. It's cancer season, and that means that tenderness is trending. This is the time to cultivate strength by softening. In this season, self-care is king, or more accurately, queen. Which brings us to the cards that Uni pulled for the month. Yeah, indeed, queen, as in the queen of cups, which is one of the three cards that we had drawn for the month. Uh, We started off by pulling the magician, and in the traditional rider way, We have a figure standing in the background and he has his wand pointed to the sky and his hand pointed to the ground and an infinity symbol over his head. On the table in front of him, he's got the cup, the pentacle, the sword, and the wand. And it's really representative of all the elements that make up everything in life, all the elements that make up ourselves. And this card really speaks of this channeled energy that's flowing through us that's moving through us and wanting to be pushed outwards in a sense it's our ability to bring our gift and share it with the world and doing it in a just way that is a representative of our higher truth and it really invites us to look at our ability to create and how that's benefiting ourselves and others and that is the magician For the second card, I drew the Page of Wands, and the Page of Wands, I feel, hits the spot for the energy that a lot of us are feeling right now with everything opening up and us feeling like we need to get going. The Page of Wands has his wand in hand. He's wearing his cloak. He's 
taking time to look at his wand. He's appreciating the wand. He's engaging with it. And likewise, because the wand suit is about this forward movement, this momentum. And in order to move from the ace to the page, we had to go through that entire journey. And the page is taking the time to move from this very much aware and engaged state. He is using that knowledge of himself, of his body, to check in with himself and really plant the seeds of fire that are going to be the root foundation from which he moves. And we're able to draw from that. The third card, which Carrie had mentioned earlier, is the Queen of Cups. And the Queen of Cups, I think, is a beautiful embodiment of this Cancerian energy that we have going on. On the picture of the Rider Waite deck, we have a queen sitting at their throne with this really crazy looking cup thing which is a creation of her own so if you think about the magician wanting to bring something through them and out this character and the queen of cups has already created that and it's this really magical vessel and it really holds the water from her cup that she needs to be able to provide the energy and support to others and it's a deep invitation into healing and taking that sacred pause for ourselves in order to show up in the world better for others. Ooh, I love that. The sacred pause. Oh my gosh. And every time I look at the Queen of Cups, it's one of those cards that the more you look at it, the more you see. And on the traditional Smith Rider weight, that like weird ass cup thing that she's got in her hands, straight up, those are crab claws. <laughs> I'm calling it. Get out your deck at home when you have a chance and look at that card and tell me that that cup does not have crab claws it is the most cancerian card get the fuck out <laughs> i'm like i'm here for it also there's these like angels in the background and i'm like yo that is gemini season being like bitch i'm behind you but i see you mm, i never noticed I that i see you <laughs> so i was just looking at that while you're talking about it and i was like oh my gosh the more i look at it the more i see this is a russian doll mm. there is so much beauty in it well, and like I just remember catching the last thing you said about having your making sure your cup is filled so that you're able to show up to the world more effectively. And and even though that really does tie in so much to that Cancerian energy, it also at the same time will tie you into the Capricorn energy because that is that axis of polarity that we're accessing currently in this new transit of going into Cancer season. We also have to put in just as much as importance on the opposite side as well so that it brings you into the union of both and that is what we will be talking about it's that inward expression that can allow you to go outward out into the world to give your best self absolutely and now let's jump into the transits for july first transit that we're going to chat about is on the first and that is saturn and aquarius which is in retrograde right now re-entering capricorn which is where it was before, and this is going to be its last dance into Capricorn before it's going to steady into Aquarius in December and from that moment forward. Yeah, this Saturn energy is its very interesting because it's giving us one last little reflection period in the sign of Capricorn just so that we have that last bit of time to just reflect again. You know, Saturn always being this representative of the energy of maybe limitations or restrictions and whether those limitations or restrictions we feel because we have taken on ourselves, maybe subconsciously or through our environment, maybe it's been projected onto us or co-created for us. 
maybe unwillingly or willingly by our communities, our families, our social structures, that's all coming into question right now. And as you can see, a lot of these structures that have been in place for so long are literally dismantling before our eyes right now. This Capricorn energy of wanting to follow the, the rigid format of being able to build and conquer and have this consumerist energy to it has in the shadows taken over a lot of what has been impacting this world, you know, because Capricorn in the light can be very diligent and assertive. But with so much of those restrictions in that sign, it makes sense why perhaps we have been under this influence of feeling like no matter what we do, it's just not enough. It feels like we need to do more and, you know, we need to get more and have more social status and have more money and more of this. And I'm so glad that we are getting yet again, just this last reflection period to realize how much of those things are now being dismantled and to feel grateful and to feel happy and excited about the idea of these social structures and these quote unquote norms not being normal anymore. Because that pass of the baton, that step and that forward movement into Aquarius, which is going to be happening for a while, is already being seen as a preview. You know, this energy to get together, to speak up for what is just and what is unfair and what is right. And knowing that we can only do that most effectively within the group, within the community. We're seeing so much on how our voices and how our ability to show up is really already making so many differences and, and creating so many changes. And so I encourage us all to really allow for this to be an opportunity for us to review and reassess how we can let go more of these ideas of control and structure and reorganize ourselves to better prepare ourselves for this big leap that we're about to finally experience in, in this age of Aquarius. I mean, literally, it's going into that sign next. Yeah, and the time that it's had, the taste of Aquarius energy that we've had around Saturn is so obvious. We can see that in civil unrest. We can see that in communities coming together and saying, no, this is not how things are going to go. This is not how things are going to continue. And also, good luck jailing us all. For <laughs> real. That is such a Saturn and Aquarius mood, and I'm fucking here for it. But we do have this opportunity where Saturn is moving back into Capricorn until the end of the year, and that is our chance to get together and figure out what is it that we're going to advocate for that needs to change when Saturn enters Aquarius and stays there, we need to get clear about that right now. Get with your people, get into advocating, get into your community, and be a part of the conversation. I think that's really, really important. And I also see the re-entry of Saturn into Capricorn as taking us back to having a focus on structures both in our personal lives and within the collective on that larger scale that has to do with our government and has to do with the power structures that, quote unquote, enforce the rule of law. Yeah. And with the magician exalted, it's stepping into the wheel of fortune and the wheel of fortune is those structures that may sometimes crush us underneath it. And it's really an opportunity to really get clear with that, gain clarity around it and where you stand within that and not necessarily allow yourself to get crushed underneath that wheel and those structures that may be so limiting at times. And I think even the Page of Wands invites us on its lower octave to 
look at that because sometimes we're so caught up trying to get things done in the world that we don't take time to reflect whether it's benefiting the whole. How are you playing your part in the world? And at the same time, that is also drawing on some of the energy from the cards that we had pulled for last month with the devil and justice because we're looking at these injustices now and that's going to help us really get clear about where it is that we stand in the world, aka the wheel. There is so much that can be said for and understood through energy at the moment, you know, and if we are going to use our voices, we have to be very clear with what it is that we're here to support and how it is that we can use our voices most effectively. Otherwise, there are many other ways that you can find to contribute or to help towards a better cause. And it's about accessing that ability to do so. And that brings me to that magician card because we have what we need in front of us right now. We have the ability to tap into those elements to create the magic that is already embedded within us. And whether this idea of society or structures have imposed on making anyone believe that that magic is any lesser value, this is us taking that magic back. This is us reclaiming our ability to use that energy that Capricorn is so good at with creating tangible results, with creating some sort of a structure or an order. And we have that process right now at our hands to really look deeper at what it is that we want to stand for moving forward. So much has been exposed. What companies are we going to continue to give our money towards? How can we better use our money and our funds and our energy to support communities and businesses that deserve and, and would do something so much better with that money and those resources? Like, here's our chance. Here's our chance to really get together and no longer put our time and energy towards these vacuums that have just been taking it all from us. We have to redistribute wealth. We have to redistribute value. And we do that together. And in the same vein of what you were just saying, I'm so glad you mentioned where we put our money really does matter. On July 7th, that is blackout day. And that is an invitation for everybody who's listening to this, no matter where you are in the world, to not spend your money. That is part of the Black Lives Matter movement, and that is something that hasn't gotten enough traction or publicity. So tell your friends, and if you do need to spend money on the 7th of July, please direct that money to Black communities and Black-owned businesses. Most definitely. It's been really great to be able to do that here within the Portland community, you know. I want to keep doing my research to find different companies and different local shops that are doing something beautiful for the community by offering their services. And yeah, do your research, you know, use this time wisely, use that Capricorn energy that can sometimes feel like anxiety because you want to do something and use that and channel it towards doing something that promotes change. Definitely. And on a more personal note, it is still cancer season. And cancer does rule the home. I know a lot of us have had a different experience with our homes recently, whether it's that you've been on the front lines and so you've hardly been home during this chapter, or you're more like myself where you're working from home full time and now home is just kind of where everything is, not just the heart. <laughs> it's just where everything is. <laughs> and one thing that I think is really helpful when you have energy and you just want to move something, you want to get something done beyond educating yourself, which I always am going to advocate for, is to rearrange a space or redecorate a space. And that could be as small as 
like getting one single shelf that you put up that you haven't put up or getting one single plant or maybe you go balls to the wall and you redecorate an entire room or your whole house or rearrange all the furniture, like something to create a feeling of newness so that you can feel at home and make that sacred space more of your own, which is very Queen of Cups energy. Yeah. And the Queen of Cups too, I think when you're talking about the home, that includes your internal home, like that safe space that you create within yourself where you go and hide. The crab hides in its shell. Well, I mean, you have your shell. You you have to be able to have a safe space in order to take that rest, in order to fill your cup. That is part of working on the home. That is creating that environment for you. That is also creating boundaries for yourself to know when to say to people, hey, you know what? Actually, I'm not available for this and I'm going to go hide out in my room for a few days and uh, nurture my home, even if that's my mental home, my spiritual home, my soul home, all of it, my physical home, all of it is my home. And that is what allows us to really fortify our shells so that when we go out into the world, we aren't easily turned over and hurt by the world and we're better able to nurture the people that we love and care for. Then that definitely brings us right up to the full moon, which is on the 4th, and it's in Capricorn. So this is dealing with the Capricorn cancer polarity, and it falls on the axis of the inward and the outward reflection of that same expression that you're talking about in our home life being cancer and our role in society and community being Capricorn. Because the truth is, is that when we're talking about safety and security, you know, I think we could all kind of conclude that having felt safe these days has been a little challenging. And that's why we're still experiencing ways to go inward, to to redefine what security will look like for us. Because the truth is, is that ego flares up the most when it's not feeling secure and when it's not feeling safe. And for so long, ego has been something that has has kind of been there to, to highlight some of these areas and to kind of show us where we are protective of certain things that we value. And that's where we stand up for it. But now we're, we're learning how to use our ego to be an ally, to allow for us to act from a space of discernment more so than judgment. Because where in the past, maybe ego could have shown its face in a way where we felt the need to have to judge a situation in order to protect ourselves from it. We've learned so much from that process. We can step in more with more discernment to be able to see what it is that needs to be done on the inner work so that it can reflect on the outer work. And kind of tying into what you were saying, Uni, about the crab, you know, right now, I think one of the best things that we can do is to continue to hold space for each other and respect where we are, because anyone right now can be on either axis of this Cancer Capricorn energy. It can be that you have been very comfortable in the home and are now starting to slowly come out of that shell. Or it could be that you have already been coming out of that shell a little bit more and are now receiving the message to kind of go inward and hermit out a little bit. Either way, just realize that that's where we are right now. And we are going inward. We, we carry our homes wherever we go. And at any point, we leave those homes to expand and to grow. Mm-hmm. And usually there's always an invitation to contract before any major expansion and i think when there is a lot of uncertainty around we have a tendency to kind of grab onto the closest structure of security and comfort that we may know and being in these moments where those structures are at themselves being really radically shaken up 
it makes it easy for people. I'm guilty of this because I am a go-getter and it's easy for me to really get caught up in, oh, I have to do, 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 do without taking that pause, without taking that moment to really check in with myself and ask myself, oh, is this really like what I need to be doing right now? Or is there like a better way that I can check in and really hone in that energy for myself so that I'm not spilling over and on other people and just doing my work because that is our responsibility is to do our work for ourselves and for the collective. Yeah, absolutely. Cancer season itself presents us with a gentle awakening that reminds us that when we get tired, we should rest, but we shouldn't quit. And that means being aware of the potential of burnout and making sure that we only say yes to things that we have the capacity and the desire to partake in which is total Page of Wands energy, meeting Queen of Cups. These cards are so fucking accurate. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) And some of the questions that come up around this full moon that you can ponder are, how can you recharge your soul a bit today? Who can you share your sacred spaces with? How can you begin to rebuild the structures that no longer work in your life? What does the reward for all of your hard work look like? Those are some things that come to mind for me, in particular with the axis between Cancer and Capricorn. It's the home and it's the outer public life. And there's a lot of strain on both of those things right now. So I think it's important to be soft and to be gentle with ourselves and each other. Mm. Yeah, I think this Cancer-Capricorn thing has also highlighted where... In many ways, like this quarantine having been that energy that has supported us to stay home more and to find a way to restructure what that home can mean to us and how we can value that. And everyone's had their own set of challenges with what comes with having to stay home. But at the same time, we've also been seeing this revolt, this ability to want to create change, to to kind of step out back into the community. That's that very Capricorn energy wherever you are in that gradient, wherever you are dancing within those ends of the spectrum, like honor your process, realize where maybe we can sometimes bypass certain things that may feel uncomfortable, certain things that we have to sit with, or possibly even certain sensitive conversations that we've had to have when someone isn't educated on a certain topic or doesn't know much on how to support the movement. We've all had to have some of these conversations with family members. And it's interesting because that's what cancer represents. It represents the home. So to be able to cultivate the patience, the kindness, the tenderness, the vulnerability that comes with being transparent and having these conversations with your loved ones, being able to kind of like reflect, not so much call out, but kind of reflect, you know, the truth where it's needed. It's like we can't keep our voices quiet. We can't keep living inauthentically with expressing our truths because of how we might fear that we're going to come off to those closest to us. We have to really try to create that change from within. And that within sometimes comes with our closest people, our closest friends, our closest relatives. A lot of them don't have much understanding or, you know, maybe even awareness on what's going on in the world. But that's where we come in. That's where we bring in the magic. We're able to to share that with our families and, and do it in such a loving way. Yeah, and speaking of uncomfortable conversations, Mercury and Cancer <laughs> has been retrograde for a while. Uh, I mean, it's only been three weeks, but at this it point... It feels like but, forever. <laughs> yeah, this Mercury and retrograde has definitely given me some tech issues, unlike 
really any retrograde period before. I know I kept talking about the Scorpio retrograde and I still have some PTSD from that. Don't get me wrong, but there's definitely been a lot of tech issues with the Mercury retrograde. Ain't that the truth? Today being one of those. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) Yeah, this this Mercury retrograde has been super interesting because I've noticed so many holes in communication, but I've also been able to tap into the softness that cancer offers to just kind of already know that it was kind of expected. You know, every time you hear Mercury retrograde, like we've talked about it. I know I specifically said over so many episodes that it's not anything to be nervous about or to worry about. It's something to be aware about and also something to not use as an excuse. I mean, we all have moments of, you know, lacking our communication, whether it be for whatever reason, but it's in the accountability part. And it's also in the ability to make the changes or to open yourself up to receiving the helpful criticism that comes from your closest people. I mean, I trust my tribe. I trust my people that if I'm miscommunicating or being misunderstood, that they can comfortably open up and and just talk to me and maybe point something out to me that I wasn't able to see. This could have been happening to us with our closest friends, our closest relatives. I'm happy that it is now going direct because to me, what that means is that it's giving us yet another opportunity to still have some of these more vulnerable conversations with a little bit more clarity. We've had some time to kind of sit with our thoughts, to sit with our feelings. Cancer is a water sign, so it's about the feelings. It's about what comes up. And personally, for me, it's been a lot about recognizing where the the inner child within is wanting to speak up and allowing for that inner child of mine to have a seat at the table where being able to speak from that place is acceptable and it's welcomed because I'm here to communicate when things are feeling a little uncomfortable in order to create more clarity and in order to create more support to show others that even in your most vulnerable moments, that gives you strength, that gives you courage. And I am all about vulnerability being a cape that every superhuman can wear on their back. You know, you just got to give it a shot. And look at the page of wands. What is he wearing on his back? A cape. (laughs) (laughs) And I agree with the Mercury retrograde and cancer. And Mercury is still in cancer the day that it's going direct on the 12th. So we still have this opportunity to lean into and develop our ability to soften our communication. Even as I'm saying this, I'm like, soften, (laughs) soften your communication. The other thing I was going to add to that is that it's an opportunity not only to speak to your loved ones and strangers and passersby and with compassion and love, but also to yourself. I think that's one place where we have a really easy way to overlook it is like, I'll give you all my love. I'll give you all my attention. I'll give you all my effort. And then I'll just burn myself out so when I get home, the cup is empty. And that is not what Queen of Cups is here to teach us about. Queen of Cups says, fill your cup up first, bitch. (laughs) Then you go fill other people's cups up. Mm -hmm. She also says, don't try to be the person that you feel you need to be for other people when you are not feeling up to it. Yeah. Another thing to look out for is... During that retrograde period, can you acknowledge if and when maybe there was a time that you were tiptoeing around in your conversation or maybe you were speaking in a way that was meant more to allow for the person that you're speaking to to understand you better? Were you in some way like altering your communication ability because you were nervous of being misunderstood or nervous of being judged? And how much of that affected your communication? And when you look back on that, you know, can you acknowledge like what you learned from it? 
and how much more effective things can be if you're speaking more authentically from your core, from your truth. Because again, stepping into that vulnerability is what gives you the strength to be able to access your ability to just be so raw in your truth that it's going and rising above this idea that the truth hurts. The truth doesn't have to hurt. The truth is just the truth. And when we express it in that way, it's creating the safe space for others to receive you and see you and accept you for who you are without you having to demand it because you're doing it out of the right place in your own heart. That's definitely magician because to be an effective communicator, you have to really be able to channel that. And the closer that you are to that channel with source, the more clear it comes out and the better you're able to deliver the message. Yeah, and Magician is ruled by Mercury. And we have the Page of Wands is ruled by Leo, which is where we're headed next and where we're at. Queen of Cups, that is ruled by Cancer. Mm. So it's actually some irony here in the cards that we pulled because they really couldn't be a better fit. Yeah, and the second card after Magician is the Moon, and the Queen of Cups also has a connection to the Moon as well. Wow. And one last thing I wanted to add about that, you know, I don't mean to ram about this one, but it's like, whoa, so much is coming in because Mercury is also about information. And I think it's super important for us to be able to find the space within our own minds and hearts to acknowledge where are we taking on information or where is it that the source of our information is coming from in a way where it can perhaps be triggering us. I think when we can truly tap into our own hearts, our own minds, and really accept the responsibility of what comes with fulfilling body, mind, spirit. You know, we're so able to exercise and, and want to do things that make us feel good. We're able to read and learn things that help the mind. But emotionally, how are we also showing up for ourselves? And with information and Mercury being so tied to that, you know, it's very easy to just kind of like take on so much and absorb so much. But only we ourselves are able to truly acknowledge what it is that we feel when we're taking on information. Is it creating anxiety? Is it creating confidence? Is it creating support? So, to, you know, to acknowledge our own sensitivities, I think is like another magical power that we can access and develop. And that builds intuition with ourselves. Yeah. And with all of this Cancerian energy with Mercury and Cancer, we're in Cancer season. The universe has blessed us with something that is rare and wonderful. And that is our second new moon in Cancer. That's going to be on Monday, the 20th of July. And exactly one month prior, on June 20th, we had our first new moon in Cancer. And if you're like, wait, we had one already. Why are we having another one again? This is kind of confusing. That's because it's rare. And this is what's known as a black moon. And this new moon truly finalizes the Cancer Capricorn Eclipse Portal that we have all been moving through. We're not going to see the Cancer Capricorn Eclipse cycle for another 18 and a half years, as that's the period of time for eclipse cycles, just like the cycles of the nodes of the moon. Yeah, this new moon, it's a new opportunity. If you haven't been feeling very intuitive or just very like dialed in with your own spirituality like cancer is literally the first embodiment of the water element in the zodiac so it's still in the very personal signs of this astrological wheel it's the first invitation to go deep to go inward 
to create this relationship with yourself and with your intuitive emotional side. Because the more that we feel that, just like we would exercise or a new hobby, it's like we can build that relationship to be stronger, to be more imaginative, to be more creative. And we do so by acknowledging where it is that we have our sensitivities because sensitivities kind of show you where you might have some values. And if it doesn't show you where you might have some values, it'll show you where you might have some fears or some anxieties. And it gives you a new opportunity to find more creative and inventive ways to be there for yourself. You know, so take this new moon as an opportunity to like dive in a little bit deeper, dip more than just your toe in there, at least go halfway, go up to your waist, go up to your nips. I don't know. Do something. (laughs) Just develop a relationship with your creative, emotional, intuitive self and be aware of your sensitivities. Be aware of where you're psychically picking up on perhaps something that doesn't feel good, whether it's energetically, whether it's mentally, emotionally, like be there for yourselves. Coach yourselves through these mental spaces that can get really dark really quick. And remember that you have the ability to poke your head out of that water, go up for a fresh breath of air and do what you have to do to be diligent. But again, like tap into your heart. That's what that's what cancer is all about is tapping into your heart, seeing the strength and vulnerability and If you have never seen vulnerability as being a strength and maybe in your mind you've either subconsciously seen it as a weakness or as a downfall, I highly recommend working on that and changing that narrative because I know for myself, having been emotionally vulnerable all these years has made me one psychic, witchy-ass person. (laughs) And the world needs more psychic, witchy-ass people, I'll just say. Ain't that the truth. And didn't Brene Brown say that to be vulnerable is like the most courageous thing you can do? Yes. And if you don't know who Brene Brown is yet, here is some homework for you. Go check out Brene Brown. She's got TED Talks and she has a phenomenal book. She's got several books. Daring Greatly is a great book to start with. Mm. One last thing I wanted to say about this new moon, too, is that it's another invitation to look at some of these more sensitive areas that are still needing support. So by this, what I mean is like, I know we've all been trying to find different things that we can do to help with this movement. Something else that I want to suggest some people keep doing, because I've been doing this for a bit too, and and I actually want to do it more because it can require more support. It's getting on these phones, signing these petitions. Like to me, it's still a very sensitive topic even to hear about, you know, Breonna Taylor's situation still not having gotten the the traction that it needed and i highly recommend that as we're moving into this energy that we look at some of these more sensitive topics to inspire us to continue to do what we have to do whether it's making those phone calls that only take like 10 15 minutes a day you know signing those petitions that can really make a difference like let's look at these more sensitive areas that could require a little bit more support and encourage each other to still have these more sensitive conversations with our close ones and relatives to be able to continue to pick up more traction and more momentum with the changes that we're trying to implement. Yeah. And if you're not sure where to start, if you go to the at soulful of it, Instagram in the link tree, there is a link that says anti-racism resources that will take you to a website where some other mastermind put together a ton of amazing resources, including those petitions. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for you to go and sign those because we need to be signing those, including resources, books that you can pick up, articles that you can read. It has so much information. So if you're open to that and you're looking for that, 
It's easily and readily available and ready for you whenever you're ready for it. Yeah, and if you don't know, also open up to your friends. I'm sure that everyone has a friend or two right now that are actively really taking a big role in this. And we can all just share a little bit more gratitude for those people. And and also just ask. Ask even though it might be a little nerve-wracking. Like, hey, I've seen that you've been very active in this. Like, how can I help? Where do you think I can donate money to? Do you know of these organizations? Like, I've been super blessed to have the housemate that I have Big shout out to Carlos. I love you, papas. But he has been an amazing person to really help just create this inspiration of seeing how he's just been so involved in the community. So, you know, acknowledge your friends that are doing that and and find the way to do it in your own way so that you can find your own uniqueness in this whole process. Check in on your friends, too, that are doing that because all of this could be energetically draining and maybe they need somebody to be the space holder for their cup to be filled or emptied so that they can fill it again Hmm. yeah definitely and then the last transit we're going to mention for the month of july is just the sun moving into leo kicking off leo season on wednesday the 22nd leo season is just such a wonderful time for self-expression and for reconnecting with the heart space in my opinion This is the time to get your hands in the dirt and go out and play, allowing that inner child to guide you towards the things that really set your soul on fire. I love Leo season because like every Leo I've ever met, it's got a heart of gold. Mm. Leo season for me in the past has been a very interesting time because Leo is Aquarius's opposite. And the past where I have seemingly face challenges with stepping into that leo energy confidently i am looking forward to this year being different not just for myself but for so many people because we are now doing the work that involves cultivating our strength through our voice through our actions and i think leo is just going to be the setting stage for us to do what leo does best and that's to express ourselves to step into that fire of passion and to embody some of those qualities and traits that we know we hold ourselves deep within that we're looking to see come out and play. I'm really looking forward to that. I've been having a great time tapping into some of the things that inspire me, have that be music, have that be art, have that be using my own voice, collaborations. And and I'm truly looking forward to being able to do that even more effectively now that I am finding more confidence in where my views are, my perspectives are, my values are. So Leo season come through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally feel that. It's totally page of wands and embodying that confidence and also just knowing when to put stuff down that isn't really yours. That adds to your confidence because you know what you need to be taking on for yourself and what you're making yourself available to. And I think that's a very big part, especially for us Aquariuses, when we're just so focused outwards, we're trying to take care of like the collective and the whole. It's sometimes we put ourselves on the back burner and it's really important to really focus on how we can show up for ourselves better so that we can go out there and do what we do. Most definitely. Yeah, that self-care is super important, not just for Aquarians, but for everyone. And Leo is great for that. Leo is like the sign that represents the self-leadership, the motivation, the passion. And shout out to all my Leos. But, you know, I also want to acknowledge, just like I do with every other sign, or at least try that, there will always be some shadowy aspects. Those shadowy aspects are there for us to observe without judgment, but more with awareness. And where we can sometimes maybe even 
get so focused or consumed on what can sometimes be perceived as just the material or the physical that's where in this leo season we can turn to that aquarius counterpart to remember the spiritual is just as important the collaborations are just as important and as much as it is so great to be able to step into that self-care true independence is recognizing how interdependence creates more community always great to look out for any shadowy aspects that try to come in and and acknowledge them and allow them to have a space at your table where you can just show up with yourself for yourself with more compassion every time beautiful Mm -hmm. and that is everything that we've got for you guys today for all of july's transits and tarot and if you're looking to do a reading Feel free to reach out to Uni or Andreas at Aquarian Age with an E-O-N. Also, if y'all are looking for some tunes to get your body moving, get yourself into that playful expression, I have been stepping into the musical world of creating my DJ sets and sharing it out with the world. On my SoundCloud, if you look up DJ Aloso, I'm sure you'll find some tracks there that'll keep your booty moving and keep your spirits lifted. Also, shout out to our friends over at QBT Pod. Maddie and Shawnee, you guys are doing a beautiful job out there. I'm so proud of you for having created your own podcast. It's also a big voice in the community right now that's supporting so much of what's going on. So if you haven't listened to them, go give them a shout. Check out their podcast. That's QBT Pod. Super fun stuff. Beautiful hats off to all of you. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and for showing up for yourselves, for us, time and time again. We appreciate you so much. We hope you have a soulful and wonderful day and a soulful and wonderful month. Mm -hmm. Much love to you all. Thank you. Big hugs. Cheers.